Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Take out those notes. We are a note-taking church, and you get notes when you come into any of our locations or you can find them on our app. But we are in part three of a series we are calling Pray First, where we are developing and challenging our church on a Pray First lifestyle. Before you go to whatever solution is out there, we're gonna go to God in prayer. When you wake up, you pray first. When you, before you go to work, you pray first. Before you respond to your spouse in anger, you're gonna pray first. Before you say yes to going with that guy or that girl on a date, you're gonna do what? Come on, you're gonna pray first. Like you're gonna learn, learn a pray first lifestyle. You can write it on your notes because prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. And a lot of people live it as a last resort, like I gotta go to God in prayer because I've tried everything else. No, we're switching it this year and we're gonna live a God-first lifestyle. And I think it's been helpful to you to start up this year strong. I really believe it'll be your best year if it's your best year spiritually. So thank you for living a pray-first life. I'm gonna give you a message today that really has rocked my world and been probably one of the most influential prayers that I've prayed for the last probably 20 years in my life. 20 years I've applied this this prayer that you find in a really kind of obscure passage of scripture and it's called, you can write it down in your notes today, it's called the prayer of Jabez, the prayer of Jabez. We'll look at it in the book of 1 Chronicles chapter four today, the prayer of Jabez. It's a really interesting passage because it's in the middle of about 500 names that are being written out in the book of 1 Chronicles. Now, if you ever read through the Bible in a year, you do a Bible reading plan like we're all on right now, you eventually get to these passages where it's like, this person begat this person begat this person. Come on, how many read one of those at least once in your life? Yeah, you're looking at it and you're like, what is the purpose of these? So we have about 500 names in a row. Now, when I read my Bible, I'm going through these and I'm just kind of skimming the names most of the time. I wish I could say I study each one. I ain't done that. But, uh, but I get there and then once in a while, like one of them pops out. And it's really, really interesting that, that, that it just comes and God will speak to you through it. And Jabez is one of those. And I just want to kind of encourage you today that it's easy in our life to think that you're just one of the numbers that are out there. I actually did the, the, the research this morning. You got to think about that. This morning on planet Earth right now, there is 8,086,505,115 people alive today. Wow. And we think we're special, don't we? Like, like, like there's a lot of people out there and you can think like Jabez, you're just one of the numbers. Like there's no way for me to stand out. And I want to show you that Jabez in the middle of the numbers um, learn how to stand out and do something significant with his life. We all have those kind of mo- moments where we, we think we're special and then we realize we're kind of not, we're just one of the numbers. I, I had one of those last week. I was uh, able to go to, to Dallas and I was gonna be on Christian television, like national Christian television. It's always a cool honor to talk about what God's doing at Radiant and all kinds of stuff. So I fly out there and I'm kind of like excited. Like I'm believing like a little bit of my press. Like, man, this is a really cool opportunity. Kind of a big deal. You know, they treat you like you're kind of VIP. And so I get to the studio and, and they're, 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 you know, they give me a special water and they're, they're like, I'm sitting there going, wow, man, I'm special. This is awesome. And then the guest that's coming right after me comes in and he is like world renowned, famous guy like that people all over the world know. So he walks in, I'm kind of like in a little awestruck, like, oh man, he's here. And so we start talking for a little bit and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, that's really cool what God's doing in your church. You know what, Eric, I'm really excited about what God's doing. I didn't correct him. I went with it. For the rest of the 30 minutes we talked, I was Eric. 
I'm Eric. I actually am going to change my name because I'm just Eric for now on. I sent it out as a group text to my location pastors. You know, we're all in a little group text. And, and it's like the Lord has a great way of humbling you, doesn't he? Just like, hey, it's not about you. Jabez has a moment where he's in the middle of these 500 names, and he does something that sets him apart, and it'll set your life apart also. I want to show it to you in the passage. We're in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. We're going to pick up in verse 9. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother had him named Jabez, saying, now pause for just a second, because some of y'all are like, you're, you're having your first child, or you're having a child right now, and you're like, I've been looking for a sign for a name, and you hear the word Jabez, you're like, that's it. Let me tell you why she named him Jabez, because I gave birth to him in pain. I gave birth to him in pain. The word Jabez, actually all the meanings in, in, in Hebrew, they, they, these words have a lot of meaning. The word Jabez means sorrowful. It means born in pain. I want you to think about that. I want you to think of the fact that there must have been some trauma, some event that happened in Jabez's life where he was so much pain that his mom looked at him and said, that's what you're gonna be known as the rest of your life. Some of y'all are like, yeah, I should have named my kids that also. He, he had a moment where, his, where he, he went through some kind of event that now would define the rest of his life. One of the great mistakes that people do in their life is they make their issue their identity. They look at what they have been through or their trauma or even, hear me out, even their temptations and they say, well, that's who I am. That's who I am. It is a tactic of the enemy to get you to believe that what you've gone through or what you deal with is who you are. And that's a lie. That's a lie, ladies and gentlemen. You are not your issues, you are not your mistakes, and you are not your temptations. You are who God has said that you are. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. We take on the identity that what God says about our life. Can I hear a better amen today, church? Like, like, like we gotta know what God says. And he has a moment where he's, he's sitting there and, and being raised in pain raised in heartache, ra raised in struggles. Doesn't that seem like a lot of our life? What do you do when your life is filled with pain? Write it down in your notes. The solution to pain is prayer. The solution to pain is prayer. There is a moment where you've got to understand that pain is a great indicator that it's time for you to pray. If you have pain in your body, pray. If you're going through pain in a relationship, pray. If you're battling with pain in your mind, pray. Let your pain drive you to prayer. Let your hurt drive you to the one who can help. Let your stress and your struggle be the thing that drives you to the Savior that can do something about it. Jabez knew this. He knew that his God is the one who heals the brokenhearted, who binds up their wounds. I don't know what you run to, but let me challenge you. Let your pain bring you to prayer. Can I hear a good amen today, church? Let it bring you to prayer. And that's what Jabez did. Look at our passage. His mother 
His mother named him Jabez. I gave birth to him in prayer. Look at verse 10. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. Now pause for just a second. <laughs> Let me just talk to you because I got to make sure everybody knows this. All right. All right. Notice the passion in this verse. Notice that the, 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 it's not some dignified, got it all together prayer. There's a cry in his spirit. That's what I talked about last week. There needs to be some passion in your prayer. And notice he didn't just pray to anybody. He prayed out to the God of Israel. The God of Israel. Can I just set the record straight? It's not praying to Mother Earth. It's not praying to the universe. It's not praying to good energy or to the light that surrounds us. We come to the God Jehovah, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the one who was and is and is to come, the one who sent his son for you. He answers our prayers. Can we hear a good amen today, church? That's the one we go to. So he cries out to the God of Israel, and look what happens. He says, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And look at this last verse. If you, if you underline your Bible, I would underline this. And God granted his request. I don't know about you. I want to pray prayers where God grants the request. So there's four things in this passage that I've prayed, and I try to pray them almost every day. And it's four things that will set you up for success this year in a greater way than you've ever experienced in your life. Four prayers that Jabez prayed out, and I want to give them to you. Number one, he prays that, oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would bless me. His first prayer was a prayer of blessing, a prayer of blessing, that he would go to the, to the God of Israel and pray a prayer saying, I need blessing in my life. I just want to help you today because we've messed this up with the whole prosperity gospel and the weirdness that's out there where we've gone, okay, there, there's this awkward thing that people do and like, hey, God will bless you if you give enough money or you send in the money and, and I'll send you some water that'll bless your life. That stuff's weird. That's not okay. But let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. God does want to bless your life. I need to say it so you hear it at all of our campuses. God wants your life blessed. Like, like what that word blessing means, right there in the Hebrew, it means supernatural favor, abundance in your life. Like, like God is not okay. Like there's this weird kind of twisted thinking that God is most pleased with us when we are most miserable. <laughs> like you're broke, you're sad, you're sick, then God's like, great, I got him where I want him to be. That is wrong. That is not what God wants for your life. God wants to see your life in abundance, in favor, in blessing. Like every area of your life, you can look at it and go, I'm blessed. You know what that word actually means, the prosperity word that's gotten so weird, but here's what it actually means. The, the root of it is this, is that when you've done everything you can do, this is the result you get. But then God's hand comes on your life and blessing, and then he pushes you to the next level. Like, like, like when you look at what God's doing in people's lives that are blessed, you go, they're good, but they ain't that good. They got the blessing of God on their life. I'm telling you, what God's doing here at Radiant... I'm good, I ain't that good. You see my wife? I'm good, I ain't that good. It's the blessing of God. I, 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 I'm a, I was a C student, middle school, high school, 
Made a few B's in college. Come on, any of my C students in the house? Come on. Isn't it funny? It's more hands are raised as the day goes on. <laughs> my later, 1230, I mean, the whole place is going to raise their hands. <laughs> That's funny right there. And probably different by location. But I won't say which locations are which. It is, it is, it is funny. People look at me and they go, oh, man, y'all have got to get, you're so smart in how you're doing this. We don't know what we're doing. No, you know what? I can only go this far, but thank God for the blessing of God. Thank God that he blesses my life. I love how David says it. He says, surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as a shield. You know, if I were you in 2024, I'd wake up every single day going, God, bless my life. God, bless my family. God, bless my health. And here's what's the difference. Okay, I want you to lean into this. Because some of you are like, well, how is that not like the weird prosperity stuff? Let me tell you why. Because they don't follow it up with this. This is, this is the truth of the scriptures that, that you've maybe never heard of before. If you're going to pray for God's blessing, God always responds with usually an area of your life that is out of order that needs to get corrected so that you can get in his blessing. Because blessing follows order. Always. It always does. It's interesting to, to me where people are like, God, I want you to bless my finances. And, and normally God's response is, okay, have you given the tithe? Now are you on a thing called a budget? Like, are you being a good steward? We don't want that. What do we want? We want the blessing. God, give me, give me you know, help me lose the weight, God. And God's like, okay, salad. <laughs> I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Exercise. That's not what I was praying for. We want, we want this stuff. We just don't want his system. You, you, his, his blessing follows his ways. We do it his way. We get his blessing in our life. That's why Jesus said, you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then guess what? All the other things you want in your life will be given to you as well. How do we get God's blessing? We get in alignment with his order in our life. Your greatest desire this year should be, this is my year, I'm God first in my life. God's first in my family, he's first in my finances, he's first in my health, he's first in every area of my life, because when the order is right, the blessing comes. Always, always. So you're gonna pray, we're gonna pray today, God bless us, and watch many times how he's gonna go, okay, then I'm gonna tell you what you need to do to get in alignment for my blessing. I want God's blessing in my life. Here's the second one. He says, enlarge, my territory. Enlarge my territory. We might think that's selfish. It's not selfish. It's a prayer for growth. It's a prayer for growth. Now, I, I want to help you with this because I want to I make sure you get this. God wants your influence to grow. He wants your business to grow. He wants your, uh, uh, that's it. He wants your family to go, not my family, in Jesus' name. We are done with that in Jesus' name. <laughs> Some of y'all, but, 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 but he wants our families. He, he, wants our, he wants our influence. He wants, he wants your network to grow. He wants it to grow. Why? Because as we grow as Christians, as you read those books, as you expand your ability, as you grow, guess what? You are now taking back territory that the enemy owned. Yeah. You're taking it back, and the enemy hates it when God's people grow. He hates it. 
He hates it when you make a point to go, no, this year we're expanding territory. This year I'm getting out of my comfort zone. This year I'm going to the next level because he's okay with people living in comfortable Christianity. The enemy's fine with that. The enemy's fine with you doing what you're doing throughout the day. He's not fine when you get mobilized and ready to take territory. You want to go and experience all-out attack? Try to advance the kingdom of God. Like, like get, a, get a mindset in your business this year that you're going, this year, we're, we're going we're gonna to double. We're going to triple in size. You know why? Because we're going to get more employees around. We're going to be able to take care of people better. We're going to be able to share the love of Christ better. We're going to have more resources than ever before so that we can reach more people than ever before. Why? Because I'm, why? I'm not getting stagnant. Because your calling is right on the other side of your comfort zone. And if you'll learn to grow, I don't know about you, I'm growing this year. I'm going to the next level this year. I'm taking new territory this year. I want to just speak to our business community um, because there's so many people. One of my favorite things we've done in the church about four years ago is, is a group of men came together and started our business leaders group, which is um, a group of men and now men and women that gather together and challenge each other and keep each other accountable and challenge each other. Like, let's build kingdom-minded businesses um, across the Tampa Bay area. And this is CEOs and executives at incredible companies. And now it's turned into hundreds and hundreds of leaders. Now, you might not know anything about it, but I'm actually hosting a breakfast for them, and it's going to happen in just a few weeks. And uh, we're going to meet at South Tampa. we got a great speaker. It's going to be a great way. But I'm, I'm just going to challenge some of y'all to go, let's do this thing God's way this year. Like, let's live in such a way that we go, yeah, we're going to be advancing. We're going to be taking new territory. We're going to do it not because we're cutthroat and going to beat out our competition. No, because we're going to take territory for the kingdom of God. God, God, God wants it to grow. It, it, let me just say it this way. Paul says, you will be enriched in every way, every way of your life, so that you can be what? You can be generous on every occasion. So that's why he, he wants you to grow in your company. He wants, he wants you to grow in your, in your career. He wants, you, he wants you to thrive. You know why? So that through your generosity, it will result in thanksgiving to God. You know what the end result is? That people are getting saved. People get all weird. They're like, Aaron, I just don't understand. Why are y'all launching another campus? You know why we're launching another campus? Because every time we launch a campus, we're taking back territory that the enemy has. I'm done with the enemy holding the ground of Tampa Bay. We are going to take it back for the glory of God. So we're going into new Tampa. And you know what? The enemy's not happy about it. And what he's going to do, we're, we're going to push back the kingdom of darkness. We are, we are a radiant church. You know what that means? We're going to go into dark places and bring the light of Christ into those places to do what God's called us to do. So you go, well, I just wish it was more about me and I like my campus and I like what I'm, listen, listen you've missed out on the mission. The mission is that we got to seek and save that which is lost. So, so we got to stay on mission. We're going to take new territory. So I, I've been asked by multiple people, I'm like, what are we praying for this year? What do we believe in God for this year? I've did three of these things. I, I, we're going to pray these every day on Upper Zoom this next week. The three things we're praying for is I want you, first of all, I want you praying for your pastors. So yeah, that's Katie and I. We want your prayers. We need your prayers. Um, you have no clue the weight of attack that comes against pastors and leaders. It, 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 you see the casualties all over. I refuse to be one of them in Jesus' name, and I need your prayers. The second thing we're praying for is we're praying for property. I want, I, and, and, and let me just tell you, we have been believing for years for property all over the Tampa Bay area. You got to think before, a year and a half ago, 
Uh, we had like seven or eight campuses then, and still not one, we didn't own one piece of property. And God supernaturally started giving us miracle deals, one after another. And now we're working on a few different ones right now for different campuses. We need God to do that. And let me just tell you why. Because every time we get a piece of property, that Radiant Church has that piece of property, now that is forever a place that the kingdom of God is gonna be advanced in the Tampa Bay area. So, so the devil hates it. And he's been fighting us for years and years and years. And we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it in East St. Pete. We're gonna make it happen. I don't know how it's gonna happen, but God's gonna give us some property. We're gonna get it in Brandon. That place is so out of, packed out. We're gonna believe God for it. We're gonna believe it over West Chase. We're gonna believe it over every single campus that God's given us. You know, South Tampa, we've been praying for 10 years for God to give us a piece of land. 10 years. Like, like we are in overflow after overflow. Like I was walking in the lobby, like there's people all over there in the lobby in overflow. It's not a great experience. And I've been praying for it for years. And I called a mentor of mine and I said, what do we do? I said, is it my realtor is the problem? Is there an issue? Is it the market? He's like, well, Aaron, have you asked the church to pray about it? I'm like pushing my pray first bracelet down. I was like, I, I said, honestly, I forgot about that. He goes, well, don't y'all have thousands of people in the church? What if all of them just prayed? And I'm like, yeah, I should have done that 10 years ago. Let's do that. All right. So we're going to do it. We're going to do it every day this week. We're going to pray that God would supernaturally open doors. You know what? You're going to raise your kids and your grandkids, and they're going to come to a church, and, and I'm believing it in their whatever community in, that you're in right there that's a radiant church campus that's going to be prayed in because of 21 days of prayer and fasting in January of 2024. To God be the glory. We're going to believe God that we're going to expand territory. And then my last one that I want you to pray for, I want you to pray for the people of Radiant. I pray for this every day. I pray for you. And you know what I pray for you? I pray that God would bring you unbelievable favor and fruit in every area of your life. This year. I'm going to pray it every single day this week in, in our, in our prime, time on Upper Zoom. But let this be the year of your growth. That you would go to the next level. That God's people would prosper in every single area. We are taking back territory. Can I hear one more good amen today, church? Number three. Number three, the third prayer, let your hand be with me. Let your hand be with me. Now that might sound like an awkward statement. Like what does that mean? The hand of God in throughout the scripture was synonymous with this word right here, presence. God's presence is with us. And we need God's presence in our life. I'm telling you, if, if you're gonna pray for blessing and you're gonna get your life in order, you're gonna pray for growth, in your life, and God's gonna give you new opportunities and new, new people to disciple and new people to be raised up, then you need God's presence in your life. We need it, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Let it go with us everywhere we go. Look what it says in Acts chapter 11. It says, men from Cyprus and Cyrene went to Antioch. Look what they did. They went out of their comfort zone, out of their area, to go advance the message, to speak to the Greeks and telling them the good news about Jesus Christ. And look at verse 21. The Lord's hand was with them. You want to thrive this year? That's what you pray. God, I need your hand on my life. I want your hand on my family. Lord, I want your hand on them kids, because if you don't put your hand on them, I'm going to put my hand on them. Come on, somebody. <laughs> That's funny right there. God, God, I need your hand on this business. God, I'm, I'm, some of y'all are going through school right now. You're going, God, I need your hand on this school. Zerubbabel was a guy who was commissioned to rebuild the temple that was destroyed. Think about that. The beautiful temple that we read about in the Old Testament, totally destroyed. Zerubbabel gets there, sees the ruins, and probably is so overwhelmed. And the word of the Lord came to him and said, this is the word of the Lord for you, Zerubbabel. 
this project will not be done by might. There's no military that's gonna do this. It will not be done by power. There's no political world that's gonna make this happen. It will be done by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Can I just prophesy over your life? What God's calling you into in 2024 will not happen because you're strong enough. It will not happen because you're smart enough. It will happen because the presence of God is on your life. It will be not done by might or by power, but by his spirit, says the Lord. Like we gotta go with that. The purpose on our lives cannot be fulfilled without his presence in our lives. We need his presence. We need it daily. I'm telling you, I, I, I think of what God's called me to, and it's nothing more important than what God's called you to. And we've got to live with dependence on him this morning, 4.30 in the morning, I'm rolling out of bed, praying, God, please help me. Help me to do it according to your spirit. I can't do it to myself. Then right up in my office, right before I came in down here, same thing. I mean, I, I, I got, got on my knees yet again. This, I've preached already multiple times today, and I'm still going, no, I don't want to be good enough. I want to be dependent enough on your spirit. It's, it's, it's pointless without his presence. And I'm telling you, it's not just for pastors. It's for your life too. Parents, it's pointless. You can't raise them without God's presence. I'm telling you, you, you grandparents, you can't, you can't bring that wisdom in their life without God's presence in your life. I'm telling you, we need God's presence to help us in every area of our lives. The disciples needed this. You know, you've got to think, they, they walked with Jesus for three years, and yet the Bible says they were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit after Jesus went. You know what that shows us? is that We get the power of God at salvation, and yet we need that power being filled up every single day, every day since. Like it's we experience Pentecost and then we need to live in Pentecost. You know what I need? I need God's presence today. I'm thankful for what he did. I'm thinking about, man, what did God do at Revival Lights last week, last year? Oh, it was amazing. But I need his presence today. You need his presence to overcome whatever is attacking your life. You need, you need his presence to help you walk in victory in your mind. You need God's presence. You pray that prayer, God, let your hand be on mine. Number four, we'll close with this one. And keep me from harm. Notice he doesn't say, and get that Satan away from me. It's a prayer of protection. Protection. There's a real devil that does want to take you out. He is not happy with the church that is blessed, that is growing, that is, that is, that is expanding, that has God's power. He's not happy about it. But I'm telling you this. The prayer protection over your life today is, you know what? There's a real devil, but there's also a real flesh and a real world that's gonna try to destroy you. You know, one of my things I'm believing for is like, God, I experienced your blessing. It's so amazing. And I've experienced the growth and the influence. Oh, thank you. It's all because of you and it's all for you. And I've experienced your power in my life. Oh God, I'm so thankful for it. Please, God, don't let me be another casualty that screws this whole thing up. Like, like, you need to live in the fear of God. When you look at that spouse you have or those kids you have or that business God's given you or that career, you look at it and you go, God, oh, don't let me screw this thing up. Protect me. Remember, we, we prayed it last week in our message. Lead me not into temptation. Like, you are a human that can be easily destroyed because sin is real temptation is real and you, I'll just give you a little insight of my life 
the way I do this is when I'm praying for protection, I'm praying for this. God, would you protect me by giving me wisdom in everything that I do? Wisdom. Wisdom's different than like some idea like, oh man, God's gonna come and put a like a, a you know, an angel in front of me. Like, you know, like that's great. And maybe that'll happen for you. Here's, here's one, one characteristic of wisdom is learning to win fights by avoiding them altogether. <laughs> you know what that means? Leading us from harm might mean that God speaks to you and says, hey, delete that app. Oh, that's not what I wanted, Aaron. I wanted something real powerful. I wanted an angel to shield me from the bad images. Delete the app. Don't stay late after work with that guy. That's wisdom. Like, like if they're not your spouse, you probably shouldn't be texting them back and forth like that. That's wisdom. Like, 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 like you used to go to South Howard. That used to be your routine, but now you have wisdom. David says, teach me, Lord. Teach me your way. Like, like, let me do it your way, God. In my straight path because of my oppressors. Like, there's a real enemy that wants to take me out, and I just don't want to be another casualty. I want some wisdom. Protect my life. Can we close it out? Look what he says, all right? So Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, and aren't we thankful that because of Jesus, we have access to boldly go to the throne of grace, that we're thankful that we can go to our God and the God of the universe. And he cries out, oh, that you would bless me, bless me. Enlarge my territory, let me grow. Lord, 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 let your hand be with me. I need your power. Keep me from harm, protect me, God. Give me some wisdom. And here's what he did. And God granted his request or is there anybody that's just thankful that he not only hears but he also responds to our prayers are we thankful that he's a god who answers our prayers so can i close it out? i got one minute one last minute why didn't god give him that stuff before he prayed it that's a theological bomb to drop right there because some of y'all if you live the same way jabez would go you know what, God, you know what I need before I even pray it, so I'm not even going to say it. God granted him the request only after he prayed. So why doesn't God answer the prayer before we pray it? Why does God need us to pray? Because here's why. It's been the theme of this entire series. Because prayer isn't about request. It's about relationship. It's not about getting your needs met. It's about you connecting with God. Because Jabez knew, I'm gonna pray it. Because the only way I'm gonna experience blessing, it's not because of something God's gonna give me, it's gonna be that God is with me. The only way that I'm gonna experience enlarging my territory is that God with me is gonna bring back the kingdom of darkness. It is only with God's hand on my life. So I'm not asking for a moment and then go do my own thing. I'm living a life with God, not just for God. And God knows that protection isn't some little prayer that happens. It's a life living with God's spirit leading and guiding us he knew that the prayer is a prayer to do life with God not just for God I'm telling you when you get this aspect of prayer you're going to see the blessing the favor the protection the power of God on your life better than ever before y'all agree with me today church y'all with me today just take your hands and hold them out like this like you're going to receive a gift 
Lord, I pray over Radiant Church. I pray over the people that are watching all over the world, people that are watching on television, people that are in one of the campuses right now, and I pray, oh God, that you would bless them. Why don't you ask the Lord right now, God, reveal to me, where is the area out of alignment in my life? I wanna experience the blessing of God in my life. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. I speak it right now, God, that this is the year I will grow. We will grow into all that you've called us to be. Lord, enlarge our territory. Lord, Lord, I pray that your hand would be on them. Even right now, as you're sitting in that room, receive the power of the Holy Spirit to do what he's called you to do. Not by might or by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord, we will accomplish it. And Lord, keep us from harm. Lord, give us wisdom on what to do, what not to do. Let this be the year of blessing, growth, power, and protection. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody that agrees with it says, amen, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.